And we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sam's DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, October 5th of 2022, last day of the MLB regular season. I know that the slate kicked off about an hour ago. If you're playing, good luck today. I wish you the best. Pretty crazy slate. Nobody has anything to play for. The playoffs are already set. All the teams are locked in, so it should be interesting to see how the managers go about handling today's slate. Um, for those of you who are new here, welcome. This is a show where we review how to use the SaberSim app and talk strategy, answer any questions you guys have. If you are not part of our Discord channel, there is a link in the description below to join that is where people get their questions in in the office hours channel before the stream so we can come on here and have a queue of questions to go through and talk about so if you're just getting here and you have a question go ahead and throw it in the youtube chat now and we'll make sure to get to it before the end of the stream but that being said let's go ahead and kick it off with our first question that came in in Discord from WMFKAF. I don't know how to say it, so I'm just going to spell it out. But uh, let's get this question in the chat. Let's get SaberSim pulled up here, and let's get going. So question is, I've been trying things out for a few weeks now, and I'm totally new to optimizers. My question is that if I'm playing a bunch of different contests, and let's say three of them are 20 entry fields, one is 150 three or three max. Do I want to run lineups for the three 20 entry fields when I, where I get say 80 lineups to find 60 that I like, and then 20 lineups for the three entry to find the nine I like best and enter unique random to fill all these contests or what's the best process to do this. So good question here. Let's hover over to a, this uh, build lineups tab. So, you know, you said you're new. Welcome. Happy to have you. Happy to go through this and kind of show you uh, best practices. So what, what I would say is, you know, when you hit the build lineups tab, you're going to see this number of lineups here, and then you're going to see this pool size. So the pool size is always set to 500 by default. I would leave this where it's at, and then I would just put in the total number of entries that you have, like lineup-wise, and build if you have you know three 20 matches build 60 and have a unique entry for every single lineup that way you're not duplicating you're getting more lineups in play and more chances to have a high scoring lineup so i would definitely do that if you're not familiar with it i would check out our dfs profit plan on youtube so i'm gonna pull that up really quickly and i would urge you to watch this short video it's a great video done by our own uh jordan so if i pull this up here it's our youtube you're gonna go down to new here start here first uh start winning more with our dfs profit plan just kind of gives you an overview of what we think the best mix for your contest portfolio is for building your lineups for this portfolio so it's a 17 minute watch give this check this out and then come back and let me know if you have any more questions. But that's where I would start. And so I think that we are going to get going from there. I know there was a little back and forth in the chat. Some people helping you out in Discord. Happy to see it. 
happy to see uh, Fisty jumping in and, you know, trying to help out where, where he can. So awesome to see you guys love seeing the community uh, come together and help each other out all the time. So I'm going to build Saberson back up on the screen here. And then we're going to move on to the next question, which came in from Eagles 1985. And this was, this was directed to Jordan. He con- already commented on it, but I do want to touch on it in just a little further. So I'm sure more, more people watching the stream, you know, are thinking about this with hockey season right around the corner. But the question is, are we going to have a video for hockey soon? And Jordan responded and said, yes, we'll have some hockey stuff out in the next week. So that is 100% true. There are uh, two showdowns, I think, this weekend, one Friday, one Saturday. We're probably not going to have the content up before then. But before the first main slate next week, the plan is to definitely have to push out some hockey content. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'm sure you guys are going to like it. So hockey content is on the way. All right. Next question from B Mosley 21 in discord and you know, everybody watching, if you guys have questions, get them in now. I want to, you know, do the stream as long as you guys want to sit here and chat, not too many questions left in the queue. So let's uh, make sure you guys get those in so we can keep the stream rolling. All right. Question reads from B Mosley. For adjusting exposures, do you guys recommend getting the exposure percentages as close as possible to what is showing up in the lineup pool percentage? For example, if a 3-2 stack is showing up in the lineup pool 20% and my exposure to that stack is only 9%, should I try to move my exposure closer to the 20%? Sorry for the long-winded question. I'm new to SaberSim. So B. Mosley, welcome to you too. Happy to see all the new faces joining and making sure that they get their questions in in office hours while you're on the trial. For those of you who don't know, we have a seven-day free trial. The link for that is also in the description below. I would highly recommend checking us out if you aren't already a subscriber. And then you can come in here, ask as many questions as you want while you're on the trial. I think that's a great use of your time. So getting back to the question, talking about uh, you know, adjusting your exposures in your lineups versus your pool. So let's do something. Let's go over to, we'll just uh, run some lineups for the MLB slate today and try to talk about this a little bit. So let's get some lineups going here, guys, and we will get back to this question. But, you know, the question is really talking about like, how do we balance pool exposure versus lineup exposure? Should we use that as a signal? I think it's a, I think it's a really good question to ask. Um, pretty sharp for, you know, just being on a trial and uh, that really diving into the app and seeing what's going on. So really like to see that. Happy, happy to see that you're, you know, testing out all of our features and being very uh, vigilant in the, in the app. So we're going to let this build to about 200 and then we'll cut it off and see what we're looking at. So, you know what? Why don't we just cut it off right here? We'll only look at the first 20 out of about 155 lineups. And so what the what the question is referring to is your exposure versus your pool exposure. And the question was specifically talking about stack types. So, you know, if I'm seeing like there's a certain stack type that's coming up more often than others, but I'm less exposed to that stack type. Should I be bumping that up? I don't think 
there's a right or wrong answer here to start off with. I think that, you know, Saberson builds lineup after lineup and then goes back and ranks them via Saber score, which is this dropdown over here. So the lineups that you're seeing are ranked by Saber score, which is our algorithmic way of quantifying upside correlation and ownership of a given lineup as a whole compared to the other lineups in the pool, which you can see by hovering over Saber score, it'll give you a brief description of it. So, you know, we have, we have, let's say we'll use this three, two as an example. We have approximately 15% of our lineups in the pool as a whole that are a three, two stack, but Saberson is saying that, you know, only one of them, when we rank it by Saber score is worth being in your 20 lineups instead of your, this three, two, you should have more of these five twos and four twos and four threes, which when we go back and rank the lineups, we feel that these lineups have a better uh, positive expected value than the three two lineups. And, you know, if you want, like you could use this little magnifying glass and look at your three two lineups, hover over to your pool and then see where they come up at. So 26, 28, 31, you can go and see like, how far down in the pool these lineups are. So, you know, I, I'd say like we have like a big jump kind of into the 100s here. And, you know, those are like your lower Sabre score lineups. So I don't think you like really have to try that hard to get to those lineups. But I think, you know, if you want some more exposure to some of these stacks, I think it's totally okay. And, you know, we're looking at 20 lineups. I mean, a 3-2 is at 26. So not not that far out of your first 20. I think that it's totally okay to say, you know, I want some more of these stacks. I don't think you have to get to them. I would trust Saber score and try and play the lineups more toward the top. If this is too much 5-2 for you and you want to be more diverse, I think it's totally okay to lower this to maybe 25% and then see what you're getting from there and see what new lineups get pushed into the top of your pool. So I would use like some trial and error. You know, we our DFS framework is build, review, revise. This is definitely in the reviewing, revising portion of that framework. I think it's totally okay to make adjustments as you see fit. So maybe not the answer you're looking for, you know, but there's no right or wrong answer one more time. So hope that helps. And I uh, let me know if you have any follow-up on that. So next question coming in from fernando in discord and i'm gonna get this into the chat and we will get it going so let's see what fernando has to say so fernando said for a build of 150 do you recommend a tighter salary example as close to 50k or do you think that it is best for maybe a 20 max i have hit GPPs at way lower salary than the max of 50k, but mostly these lineups can be all over the place with loose salary. But I see a bunch of GPP wins with salary in the 46k range. So go figure your thoughts on this. By the way, this was for baseball, but I can see it. I can see it apply for other sports as well. So Fernando, good question. I'd say that you know we do a lot of back testing with where we put our sliders with where we put our salary ranges. So if you go into this plus mark here to build your lineups, you could see that 
right off the bat, the default salary for a build of building 150 max for 10 to 50,000 entrance, the min salary is 49,000. I, I think it's okay to experiment with lowering this. I think what this min salary really is, is a safeguard to protect you from getting lineups that are unnecessarily lowly projected. So if you were to lower this to 40,000, I think it's still okay to do that. And, you know, we can run some builds at this min salary to see what salary lineups are at the top sorted by Saber score. And I think what you're going to see is you're still going to see a lot of lineups that use the full salary. So Saber Sim like understands that we need projected points, that we need correlation. But I think what gets tricky is the ownership fade slider when that comes into play. If you lower min salary, the ownership fade slider can put in lower salary players that just like correlate really well and like five stack them and end up being like a low salary build overall. So I think, you know, what what we try to say is like the min salary is like a safeguard against ownership fade because ownership fade can just try and jam in a lot of low owned players. And oftentimes those low owned players tend to be low salary players. So let's just run this build and see what we're getting here as like a little trial and error and, and see what comes up. So, you know, right off the bat, we're seeing 49.2, 49.6, 49.7, 48.6, 49.1, So still seeing a lot of lineups using most, if not all of the salary, even though we loosen the constraints, 47.1 is the, lowest we've seen so far i'd say that you know like i said if you want to experiment with it and see what kind of lineups it gives you feel free to run as many builds as you want set it at forty-five thousand. set it at forty thousand. set it at zero and see what happens i mean i think you could like totally mess around with this i think that you know saber sam is like a really smart optimizer and just understands what it takes to win a gpp and you're never going to see anything like too low that often. You might have like one random lineup in your set of 500 and we could, we could just see what the Saber score. I mean, we're, we're already scrolling like pretty, pretty down into the uh, pool, but you know, if you want income over here and sort by salary and you know, these are the lineups at the top of our range. If you click this button again, you'll see the lowest. So, you know, we have a, the lowest salary lineup we have is 40,100 with a Sabre score of 88.2, which if we were going to go back and sort by Sabre score would be pretty low down in your pool. So, you know, if we want to go like see where that 88.2 is, we can just scroll all the way down. And we don't, we don't have a single lineup below 93 Sabre score in our first 150 that we're seeing. So, you know, go ahead and play around with it. I don't think Saberson is going to do anything too crazy. I don't think that you have to try to get to lower salary builds just for the sake of uniqueness. I think that especially in a sport like baseball, there's the the chances of duping with somebody else are like really low. So that's how I would think about it. Let me know if you have any follow-up and we could talk about it some more. So, Okay. Next question from John Stanger. 
John, happy to see you back as always. And the question reads, do you tend to change exposures more often before your lineups are built or after you have your lineup pool? I try to do it more towards more afterwards with the lineup pool to not limit potential builds when I can, but sometimes it can't always match your exposure settings. So John, this really goes back to like our DFS framework, our build review revise. And, you know, I'm just going to keep hammering it home because it's new. It's something that we're really trying to get the community just, just like get on board with and really just like implement in their process. So, you know, if you're playing baseball and you just don't like this Corbin Burns and Shohei Otani exposure and you want to set them both to 50, we're going to set Otani to 50 and we're just going to keep limiting people. We're going to set Kershaw to zero just to do it. And boom, unable to meet exposures. Keep editing until you feel comfortable that you've gotten all your opinions in, manage the risk to points where you're comfortable with it. Send these exposures home and then go to the home screen. Those exposures are going to be in here now and then rebuild your lineups. It'll closer reflect what you were looking for the first time around. It's totally okay to get to that can't meet exposures page. And I just encourage you to like keep making as many adjustments as makes you comfortable with the lineup set and then go back home rebuild your lineups and then make more adjustments if you need. And just keep going through that cycle until you get to a set of lineups. Like, okay, this looks good. I'm comfortable going into the slate with this win, lose, draw, tie, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. So try and think about it that way. It's never a bad thing to have to revise and rebuild. So that's where I fall on the item. All right. Moving over to YouTube chat, running a little low on the question on the questions guys. So if you have more, get them in now. I see a question here from Benny Hanna. And the question is, I was testing the automatic groups today and realized that the groups doesn't iterate through possible group combinations. I can't use automatic groups at all. It seems what's the purpose of it? Not in a rude way, but what's the intended use of automatic groups if I should use the stack instead? Thanks. So Benyana, this sounds like a conversation very familiar to somebody that I was discussing this with in the run pure discord. So I don't know if that's you, but I'm happy to like elaborate on how this works exactly. So if we're to go here to the lineup rules and add a new rule and let's say, you know, we want a, so, so there's two types stacking and group rules. So stacking is like, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm playing baseball on DraftKings today and I want to use at least four players from the same team, no matter what. I want a minimum four stack. So what you do is you would come into here, hit stack, go at least four. If you, if there was a certain team you didn't want, the, the all teams are checked by default. There's like, no, I don't want any San Diego today. You can come in here, you can uncheck them, and then it'll just use all the other teams, apply that rule to them. So this way is like saying, you know, use at least one of these teams that are checked and give me at least four from that team. So that's how this rule works. If you do a group rule, group rules work a little differently. So what you could do is you could do a manual rule where you check in the players yourself 
and maybe I want to use this like for pitchers and say I want at least one pitcher over 10K salary, we'll say, in every lineup. And, you know, I'm going to check in Burns, Otani, and Framber Valdez. And I'm going to tell the builder, use at least one of these players in this box for every single lineup I have. So that, that's one way to use the rule. Another way is to do an automatic rule. And what you're going to do is you're going to say, use at least one. We're going to use the same exact example as I just used. So instead of doing it manually by picking the players, I'm going to uncheck all these boxes and I'm going to say, use at least one player who is a pitcher and add a stat requirement that their salary is greater than, and I'm going to put 10, one, two, three, 10,000. And I'm going to save it as, okay. So what happens is you save it as an auto rule. What you do is that you can come in here and you can look at it and see and see what it is. So this is going to put all players that are over 10,000 into this group. So all these guys are over 10K and it's going to say, use at least one of them. So what happens if I, this, this works a little differently for like stats. So what I, what I could do is like, if I change this to say, use a player who's projected over 20 points. And then you see how Clayton Kershaw is like right on the cusp. Well, let's say that the Sims rerun and Clayton Kershaw now comes in at 19.98 projection. It'll remove Clayton Kershaw from that rule automatically. If I don't do it automatic, an automatic rule and I use a manual rule, it'll keep Kershaw in this rule until I come over here and hit this little refresh icon which will refresh the rule based on the latest Sims that have run. And you can see when the last Sims run up here with his last updated. So it's kind of how the rule works, or I hope that, you know, that makes some sense to you. So once you kind of confirm what it looks like, you can come in here. And then if you want, you could save it as an auto rule. So it always adjusts all the time. So nobody's salary is going to be changing from the time that the player pools are released, but you know, that's just the best way to think about it. So that's kind of what manual rules, auto rules, and stacking rules do. Let me know if you have any follow-up. I hope that that was a good explanation for the question that was in your brain. So, all right. Benny Hanna, yep, that's me. So happy to talk any more about it. I thought it was, and, you know, I'm Andrew. I'm the one who responded to you. So familiar with the question. So, all right. Moving back to Discord, I see a follow-up from John here. And the question, the follow-up is, I think I need to think more of it as getting to a set of lineups that I want over time, tweaking things here and there rather than trying to get the lineups I want all at once from the build. So, John, that's like exactly how we want you to think about it. Like, it's, it's going to be near impossible for you to like log on, run a build, and get the lineups that you want out of the gate. I wish we could read your mind and give that to you, but unfortunately, that's not how it works. You're going to have to build, review, revise, build, review, revise, and kind of go through that process a couple times until you and Sabersim kind of get in like this flow, and you're telling Sabersim what you want, is giving you some lineups. You review those and kind of decide, like, is this what I wanted? Is it what I not? And so, you know, just creating that, like, 
back and forth, that man plus machine that I like to talk about is really how you get to the set of lineups you want. You know, Samerson can't read your mind, unfortunately. So a little bit of back and forth. It's totally okay. It's all part of the process. And uh, for me, it's part of the fun. So I enjoy doing it. I, I hope I hope you uh, come to enjoy doing it as well. So, all right. Question here from HC. And the question is, will Sabersim support the MLB playoffs? So 100%, we will have projections for the MLB playoffs. I actually don't know what day they start. But yes, to answer your question, full support for showdowns, short slates, whatever it may be. If you guys have any questions about short slates, showdowns, happy to discuss them on the stream anytime. So just let me know. All right. Follow up from Bayhana. Thanks. I guess I was spoiled by automatic group creation. There's a lot of potential there. Uh, totally. And, you know, this is like our V1 of the lineup rules. I know that the team just wanted to get this out, put this in people's hands so they could use it right away, especially with football starting up. So, you know, we're constantly working behind the scenes, cleaning things up, adding new features. I know there were some adjustments made just this past Saturday before the NFL slate where Saber Sam absolutely crushed it. And so, you know, new, new features on the way all the time. Team's always working to improve. So if there's like anything special or specific that you want to see, throw it in the office hours channel in discord or wherever it may be. And we will put it in as a feature request. We tag all feature requests, wish list stuff in discord and put that in the queue for the dev team to review and decide if, if we can indeed support those features. So just some side notes there, guys. All right. Okay, so MLB playoffs start Friday. Wow. So one one day rest for some teams, and then they get right into it. Should be fun. I might have to see what kind of size slates we're going, depending on timing and, and things like that. So really interesting. All right. Question from John. Will there always be videos or documentation when new features are released? Yes. So there will always be if you if you hover over to the settings and then you go to this help docs. I'm going to put those on the screen really quickly. And every time that we release a new feature, whether it be the rules, whether it be I mean you, you name it, you name it. But, you know, this is like our SaberSim slash support. And you can go in here. We do tutorials. We'll talk about any and all new features. You can, um, if I think if you log in, you can like search. Or if you can go to like the frequently asked questions, you can go to view more here. Ah, here it is. Hold on. So, just trying to pull this up on the screen. And we'll just throw this up. Okay, so search for articles. And if there's something new that comes out and you want to search like rules, you can come in here, search rules. All these are updated by Jordan regularly. See, updated over a week ago, updated over a week ago. So we're constantly, every time we release a new feature, we're making sure that these articles are up to date to answer any and all questions. If you have questions, you can either email support at sabersim.com or you can ask support in the Discord channel if there's something that you can't find in here that you're having trouble with, with a new feature. Totally okay to reach out to us directly that way or find your answers here. Hopefully, we try and get to as much as we can. 
but there's always outlier stuff that that we miss so just email us or let us know in discord all right guys i'm not seeing any more questions in the youtube chat or discord i will say you know i'm gonna give you guys a couple minutes to get some questions in but just letting you know now special episode of office hours coming at you tomorrow at 5 30 eastern we're going to be pushing it back half an hour but i'm going to have jordan on matt on and andy on to do a live behind the sims follow-up to the last episode in the series which was matt and andy talking about the way the sim the sims buckets work so really excited to have them on tomorrow and talk a little bit more about it live. I would highly suggest tuning in if you have any questions that you want to ask, but you know, special episode tomorrow, it'll we'll post it in discord for the five 30 Eastern time change, but be ready and be there if you can. So, all right. Question for Patrick check Mark for NBA preseason. I'm assuming that this is referring to uh lineups being released and lineups being confirmed is what i think you're talking about so that i actually do not know about i know we don't have full support for nba preseason i can ask or i can keep an eye out to see what ends up happening with the next preseason slate and let you know tomorrow but let me check with the team and see if we are indeed doing lineup confirmation. So we'll make myself a note, lineup confirmation for NBA preseason. I know there were uh, some users were experiencing some issues with late swap for NBA preseason. I know that the team is aware of those issues. They fixed some bugs and are, are looking at the rest. So just so you guys know, you know, we will have late swap 100% functional before NBA starts for you guys. Um, so, you know, Patrick, with some follow-ups here, late swap works for NBA preseason, even though it's not supported. So I know some users were having trouble with late swap. I know that that was brought to the attention of the team, and they've been working on fixing those. I think there's a couple different issues going on. I know that at least one was resolved, and the team was continuing to work on the others. So if you're having any issues with late swapping, I highly encourage you to come over here to the settings, report a problem, let the team know what's going on. This will give them a lot of information to be able to troubleshoot your issues uh, quickly. So if you're having issues, do it there. We're aware of some stuff, but that's kind of where we're at with that. John said, now I can't wait for tomorrow's episode. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a lot of fun having the team on, asking some questions, seeing what they're doing, and uh, just, just hearing from uh, Matt and Andy is always a good time. So, okay. Question from Ryan. You playing any League of Legends or CSGO? My favorite. So, Ryan, no, I have not been. I know that Will and Eric like to dive into the esports streets a little more than I do. If you have esports-related questions, I would suggest going into the Discord and hopping over to the esports channel and asking any and all questions you have in there. They're always lurking around and happy to give any advice or thoughts uh, where where they see fit. So 
not not really my uh, cup of tea. Haven't dove into it yet. I stick mainly more to like some of the bigger sports, but I I've heard of them having a lot of success. So if that's your thing, then you know more power to you. Good luck. All right, Patrick said I had trouble with the Japan games. So yeah, Patrick, you know I I know that there's been like some hiccups there because we're not fully supporting it, but. Anytime you do report a problem, the team always tries and gets back to you as quickly as possible. So like, that's like the best method of communication for reporting those issues. So that being said, guys, I'm not seeing any more questions coming in. I'm, I'm happy to hang around and talk. I'll wait like another minute. Uh, I know we've already been kind of feeling the time talking about the office hours episode tomorrow. We'll send out a notification for the stream a little sooner earlier in the day to let people know, but all right. Question from HC. If you play golf, can you go through a process? So uh, HC, I know that our good friend Jordan plays a lot of golf. I mostly just play like the majors. I'll say, you know, I'm happy to talk some golf from, from what I know about it, but you know, I'd say like one thing that you probably want to do is do some player pool curation. I think that that's like important, especially in a sport like golf where the salaries and projections are really good. You don't always need like these very low projected outliers in your lineups. And I would say like always check the weather too. So, you know, playing Quinn Riley at 27 projection with like, I, I mean, I don't know how updated these are, but something something I like to do for my player pool curation is sort by make cut percent and go through here and find a number where I'm comfortable playing. So like maybe I don't want anyone where they're not more than 25% likely to just make the cut. So, you know, maybe I do some player pool curation and get rid of all these guys below 52 points. Maybe like, I'd say, you know, I like to use the weather as like a signal. It's like if it's really bad weather, then I think the slate gets a little more variant. I think if the weather is nice, then the slate gets a little less variant. So I'm more likely to include lower projected players in my player pool on weekends that have worse weather as opposed to weekends that have better weather. I'm more likely to stick with like a tighter core of golfers and do something like a little more um, restrictive as far as like my make cut percent. Maybe you like top 20, maybe you like top 10. I think there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Maybe you just like using projection. So I think that's okay too. But, you know, I think like making sure you do some type of player pool curation is a good starting point. I think that, you know, we've had episodes in the past where like Max has come on and if you go over to our YouTube and you go over to our playlists, you can scroll down to Daily Fantasy Golf right here. I see we have three videos and, you know, the seven secrets of Daily Fantasy Golf. These are some other videos that we think are some good things. And I think there's some other stuff as well. Let me look for it. But I'm sure you can come in here and find some good golf videos. I know that Jordan has talked about like some U S open strategy strategy in the past. So, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff in the, in the YouTube that gets lost sometimes. So I think there are some, definitely some hidden gems in there. 
So I would go in there, you know, you could search like Saber Sim Golf and see what pops up. So give that a shot. Take some advice some, from some people that play a little more golf than I do. But I think that the player pool curation is a definitely a good place to start. So, all right. Goofy Jeff with another question says, how do I better improve my NFL lineups? So, Jeff, I, what I would say, let's go over to NFL here and let's talk uh, week four main slate a little bit here. Let's go over to week four main slate. I'm going to look at this for FanDuel. And, you know, talking about improving your NFL lineups process, it sounds like, you know, what's happening is like the NFL lineups that I'm getting aren't what I want them to look like. And that's totally okay. So what I would do is I would come into the app. I would run a build at the settings that are recommended to you. So maybe you're playing the pooch punt and it's, you know, a couple hundred thousand entries, 150 max. You come in here, you get your sliders, you know, you, you leave your pool size alone. Don't touch too much. And then just go ahead and run a build right out of the gate. So then, you know, we're going to, let this build run. We're going to see what it's saying. We're going to see if we have any strong opinions against what SaberSim is suggesting we play. And then we can go through the DFS framework. This is the building part. Then the next step is, revi- is review. We're going to review the lineups that we're getting. We're going to review the exposures, stack types, team stacks, etc. And then we're going to revise those as we see fit. And then we're going to keep rolling from there. I mean, I think that, you know, if you get to this point, and you don't have that many opinions and all the opinions that you wanted to tell SaberSim, you were able to get without getting the, you made too many exposure adjustments um, message. I think you could totally roll with this first build out of the gate. So, you know, right away we're seeing hundred percent exposure to Brandon cooks. That's because I had put a hundred percent exposure to him in a previous build that I did. So, Maybe we want to go home and we are going to use this reset icon to reset any adjustments that we made from yesterday's office hours. And then we are going to run another pool of lineups just to get a fresh start. We don't want 100% Brandon Cooks for this demo. So uh, give it a second to build. But, you know, just going back to the core concept, always always keep adjusting until you get a set of lineups that you're comfortable with. Nothing feels worse than somebody getting hurt, somebody having a bad game and you were just way more exposed to them than you wanted to be. And you know, you didn't make the adjustment trying to just trust SaberSim out of the gate. And now you feel bad about it the rest of the day. I think that, you know, SaberSim does not understand risk management. So it's on you as the user to tell SaberSim, like, no, this is too much of this one player. This is too risky. And I think that, you know, don't ever discount that step because it's an important step. So, like, see, like, right here, you know, we have Jonathan Taylor in over 50% of our 150 lineups. And maybe that's too much. Maybe you don't want 50% exposure to anybody, regardless of who they are, regardless if they're, you know, projected number one pick and in every draft all summer, but you know, maybe, maybe this is too much for you. Maybe you want, you know, no more than 40% to anybody. And that's, this is all risk management. That's all that's happening here. 
And if we can safely go in and lower everybody to 40%, we go through the team stacks and we don't want any more than one stack to have 20 uh, quarter of our lineups. And we're able to make all of these adjustments safely. We'll do another quarter here, another quarter here. I'm just making up these numbers and I'm just trying to see if we get to a message. So we had a stacking rule from last time, so I'm not going to make any adjustments here. But, you know, boom, we were able to get all the things that we wanted. So maybe I am comfortable with this set of lineups. Maybe I want to rebuild because I don't like how far down in the pool I had to go. So, you know, if we see like our last lineup we're using is 325 out of 500. I don't think that's bad at all. If this was me and these were the opinions I wanted, I would save this lineup and I would roll with it. But maybe, you know, you're getting way farther down in the pool than you would have liked. Maybe you're getting the you've made too many exposures message. So then, you know, you send these home and then you you go ahead and you rebuild. So I think like just, you know, getting in the habit of just telling SaberSim what you do and do not want up front is important. And I suggest that, you know, you take the time to review your lineups click through all these tabs. Don't forget any of them. They're all important. And just hone in your portfolio. And hopefully that will lead to you having lineups that you're more comfortable with. SaberSim is great. It understands correlation, understands ownership, understands lineup combinations and lineup dynamics, grades it based on Saber score, which is our algorithmic way of doing that. So, you know, the team works really hard on these projections. I know a lot of SaberSim users just crushed on last Sunday. Looking forward to more great Sundays like that, but that's the best advice I can give you at the moment. So, All right. HC said, thank you for the tips on golf. Happy to talk about as much of it as I can. I am on the plan that you can build 20 lineups is the default of 500 lineups too much due to me only being able to build 20. So, you know, HC, in, in that case, you know, I, I would still say that, you know, you could still do the lineup curation portion of it, which is like a big part of it. I think you can still manage your exposures and, you know, the lineups will swap in and out. And so I think that there's still, you know, value that you can add on the starter plan. No, no questions asked about that. So let me know if you have any follow-up there. So uh, comment from Jeff. So thank you for that. Happy to talk about it, Jeff. You know, I really just try and give you guys the, the best answers I can. And so happy to hear when you guys are content with uh, what you are listening to. But that being said, guys, you know, no more questions coming in. We will be right back tomorrow for our special episode. If you guys have questions, we'll probably skip them tomorrow and get to them on Friday. So be prepared to just listen and enjoy and ask questions regarding the topic that Matt and Andy and Jordan are going to come on to discuss. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled office hours on Friday and I will see you guys then. So bye.